everybody and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. Um, at the end of the last pod, we had left you with the end of Roy Hodgson. Hooray. And tonight we're going to take a look at his replacement in the form of Kenny Dalglish. And to talk through um, this particular management period, uh, no surprise the two guests that I have. <laughs> two fucking guests that we do have. There's only the three of us left. Uh, in Belfast, first up, Dave Dunning. Dave, uh, how are you? Week eight. Pissed off yet? I am kind of getting there. It was a nice enough day today, so we stuck the barbecue on. It was nice. Had a couple of drinks outside. I'm fairly well on at the minute, if truth be told. So, um, so yeah, kind of making the most of it. But you know, I'm I, I, honestly like I just love to go to the pub. Like I'd love to go to the pub with the lads and and like have a, a lovely, smooth, creamy pint of Guinness. That's what I would love more than anything else in the world right now. Watch a first game, word, maybe. First world problems, yeah. You know, <laughs> watch a game. Uh, you no, know, I, I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't even give a fuck about the football. I just, I just love to go and sit in the pub with a couple of lads and just have a lovely, big, creamy pint of Guinness. That's it. Well, there you go, a man of simple. I'm place. a man of simple pleasures. What can I tell you? Uh, at least you've got sunshine. I've fucking rains rolling down the fucking walls here. It's horrible. It's not. It's not not conducive to nice lockdown, if you know what I mean. But anyhow, mm-hmm. um, in Berlin, um, Bundesliga coming back and everything. Neil Patterson, you must be excited, Chief. Life for you starting to to look kind of normalish. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, by the way, hello. Uh, nice, nice to be here. It's sort of beginning to. Open up slightly, I think, over here, which is which is nice. I mean, still nothing like normal life, but at least uh, at least you can get out and about a wee bit, and and things are starting to open up now from from next week. So, so I hopefully uh, some degree of normality re- might return. But I looking forward to having a wee chat about this, and I am kind of missing the football, although um, I've sort of. I've sort of not been missing it that much, but now I'm starting to fucking yeah get a little bit antsy uh, about these plans for the Premier League and whether it'll actually happen and and so on. So yeah, looking forward to having a wee chat here. Indeed, who knows what way it's going to fall? Uh, that's 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 a, that's a scary house of cards. The Premier League's in at the minute with finances and shit. But anyhow, we'll move move on with our topic at hand, which is the appointment of Kenny Dalglish. So Kenny Dalglish took over uh, from Rafa Benitez. Very popular appointment, um, and at the time I was very much for it. Um, I thought, given the fact of the fractured, you know, we spoke, spoke in the last pod about how fractured the fan base was and everything. And, and Neil, I'll come to you first on this one. Um, you know, I think a figure like Kenny Dalglish, you know, a man's a winner. There's no two ways about it. He's, he's, you know, he's done it for us. He did it with Blackburn. He, he was successful with Celtic anywhere he went. He, he, he did the business. And you know, albeit there was a, there was a massive gap um, in his CV from from being out of management. You know, you, you, we we had lost a very very good manager in in Rafa Benitez, and then you know we had a very bad manager for Liverpool in the form of, of Roy Hodgson. This seemed like um, the calming of the waters to a degree because Kenny Dalglish, if nothing else, is it presents a very united front for for Liverpool, its fans, its people. You know, certainly the work that he's done and continues to do around the Hillsborough Foundation and so on. The man is is a living legend on Merseyside. So to see him coming back even ten years ago, like you know, this this was a relief, surely that you saw. Obviously, he comes in and takes over from Roy Hodgson in, in January. I think it's the the eighth of January is the uh, is the appointment. 
And by this stage, we've been clamouring for Hodgson to go for ages, and and the um, you know, the fans want Kenny, and he's the obvious choice. He'd been mooted actually before Hodgson, and and for whatever reason, um, oh no, I think he'd actually turned down the job, uh, to be honest. But um, the time was right for him now, and he stepped in, and um, yeah, I was very very happy to be getting him back. I think I've mentioned before on on previous. Podcast. I'm sure that um, you know Kenny's first team was my first real Liverpool side. Kenny's first stint as, as manager, um, and yeah, to be getting him back was was awesome because obviously he'd left um, in, in 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 not the best on not the best circumstances in 1991. Um, you know, it was a big shock for everyone. It sort of came out of the blue, and you know, maybe we wanted a, a little bit of closure uh, as a fan. You know, for for that one. Uh, um, so you know he came back and and granted there had been quite a quite a big gap. You, you mentioned he, he went on to have success with Blackburn after he left us. He went on with to to Newcastle. Didn't didn't do so well there in the end. And and I think he was at Celtic for a while as well. Um, and then John Barnes came in. Um, so I think it was Newcastle and then Celtic and yeah one or two. I mean his latter management career I would say didn't didn't go quite as well as 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 it had at the beginning. Do you, do you think that the game, you know, they used to mute it, they the game had moved on and you know a bit like we, we see today with Klopp and Guardiola, you know have 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 raised the bar and you know albeit Ferguson was still there and everything. Football had moved on. I think for for Kenny coming back would be a fair comment. Yeah, I mean, football had, had, had certainly moved on, but what we needed at that time was, was you know, as as other clubs have needed in, in the more recent past, what we needed was was a, a club figure, someone, a legend, someone to come in and galvanise, there's that word, galvanise the, the club, galvanise the fans, get everyone kind of pulling in the same direction. The fans were... At their most divided, I would say. At their well, at their it was it was the lowest point. They weren't divided over Hudson. They weren't divided over getting rid of, of Hicks and Gillette. But it, but it wasn't a good time. And before that, they had been very very divided on. We had been very very divided on on, on Rafa. By the end, a lot of people wanted them to go. Uh, a lot of that is mixed in, of course, with with a confusion of what was going on in the boardroom and and maybe maybe a little bit of Rafa getting the blame where where he he didn't perhaps deserve it, but. It was not a it was not a happy time to be a Liverpool fan at the, at that moment. We'd just been rescued, and we were under no illusions that we had been rescued by FSG, and we were at the beginning of a brand new phase of of, of history for the club. And to see that kind of kicking off with with somebody you could trust, uh, you know, with, without a shadow of a doubt, you know, you have that unshakable trust in Kenny. To see him come in, I think did a lot for the fans, and you know he he, he started off really really well. That that second half of that season was a breath of fresh air, given the football we'd seen in the first half of it. No, indeed, indeed it was, and you know, it, well, obviously he ended up getting the job on a full time basis and on 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 the back of that. But Dave, yourself, you know, your thoughts at, at, at Kenny's appointment. You know, obviously we'd we'd seen the FSG takeover, which happened in the blink of an eye. And, and really, to be honest with you, the end of Hodgson happened in a blink of an eye as well after that. And, you know, we, we spoke, I think, in the last pod about, you know, the engagement that FSG had with the fans and whatnot. And I think that that maybe played a part in, you know, in hindsight, it's a wonderful thing. But in hindsight, 
you know, it, it didn't work out the best at, uh, at the end of it all. But at that moment in time, I don't think they could have picked anybody better than Kenny. No, I think you're absolutely right, Dave. It was kind of, we're a bit in the shit here. The fans are clearly not happy with who is in charge. Kenny was already in and around the club because Benitez had appointed him um, or asked him certainly to, to come in, I think, 2009 and, and support with the, the academy and, and that sort of thing and the youth setup. So he was already in and around the club. And I think it was just a, it was, I, I hesitate to use this word, but it was a bit of a stick and plaster move. But at the same time, it was the thing that everybody wanted to see. It was the the one sure thing that the ownership could do, that they could hang their hat on and say, once we do this, we know everyone is going to be happy. There is not going to be it's one. It's a bit like Robbie Fowler coming back for Rafa. A little bit. And, it, you know, that that thing that, that we talked about, that do, does the ownership get the club and... We obviously we were still scarred from the Hicks and Gillette thing, and we, and we needed to see something different, and we wanted to see something different. And when they did that, I kind of sat up a little bit and thought, "That's clever, and that's good, and that shows that you kind of already are getting to grips with understanding the values of the club and understanding the importance of the the history and the tradition of this club and the lineage of it, and um, you know the, the key players." So that for me was really encouraging and. You know, I, I'm a, a year or two younger than Chief, so I don't really... I kind of caught the very tail end of of Kenny's reign as, ma- as manager. Um, so for me, this was something new and this was something exciting. And it was kind of like that new Star Wars film where it's kind of a bit of a rehash and it isn't as good, but you're as excited about it as the first time nonetheless. Um, so... Yeah, I I just figured that this was exactly what the club and, and the and the fan base and the supporters needed. Someone, as Chief says, to galvanise the fans and to have everybody pulling in the same direction. And we know we know now from you know we see now firsthand um, from what Klopp's done as to how important that is and how key that is in the success of a club. But um, to have him there and sitting in front of the cameras and his dry wet and his snarling interviews was something that I hadn't really experienced before. So for me, this was kind of like a, it was kind of like a treat, something that I kind of just missed out on, but I'm now going to get a chance to maybe not see in all of its former glory, but certainly get a taste of what it used to be like. Well, I think the snarly, um, you know, press face and whatnot, something will come to, um, later on in the pod and, 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 and touch on a, a, little bit, a little bit more but as as Dave said there Chief you know you're you're a little bit older than him and you do remember Kenny just a question for you because during the time that he went away and after Hillsborough and whatnot and then he re-emerged at Blackburn and you know and it ended up then he was director at football at Celtic you know going through the motions all the things and I always felt kind of miffed as a Liverpool supporter that you know we lost him through Hillsborough. I understand the emotional turmoil and whatnot and, and the stress that he must have been under th- throughout that whole thing. But I, I, it never sat well with me, Kenny Douglas performing any task at any other club. But I'm just curious as to your thoughts on that before we really get into his time here. 
Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. It was weird. I mean, but that, I mean, it's sort of been a little bit. I can go in the league at Blackburn as well. Let's say, and that, that well, it, was, it wasn't it famously Jack Walker's millions, wasn't it? And he he chose Kenny to sort of come out of semi-retirement and and lead that project. And uh, you know, obviously, he did really well. So from there, he moved on and he took the Newcastle job after Kevin Keegan went. Um, and he was expected to deliver the league. Um, when he went to Newcastle, obviously that didn't work out. And, you know, then he, you know, as you said, went to Celtic and, and that was, I think, really the end from there. I don't think he really moved on after that. I know what you mean. It was a little bit. We lost him to Hillsborough and then you thought, well, you know, if you're coming back, come back to us. We've had Sunez and it, it, it hasn't worked. So, you know, there's a job going there, Kenny. Come back to us. But, you know, you never go backwards, I suppose, really, in football. And he's not a, he's not a man to really, uh, certainly at that time, to take a, to, to, to go back. He, he wanted probably new challenges and he went on to, to win the title. So is, isn't he the only, um, the only manager to have won the title, the top flight title with two different clubs? But yeah, I mean, it's, uh, he was, he was a top manager at the time. So I was a little miffed that he didn't come back, but, you know, there are, there are other players that have sort of gone on. You know, we, we mentioned Robbie Fowler going to Leeds a few weeks ago when we were doing um, the Julia era. That that didn't sit right, uh, seeing Robbie Fowler in any other shirt other than a Liverpool shirt. And eventually he came back to, to Liverpool and played. And eventually, you know, as we're talking about, Kenny came back to us. And, and it was the right move at the right time, just as, as it's being mooted. It was a safe bet, just as Dave said. You know, it was, a, it was an easy card to play for the owners. But luckily, it went well. Certainly, in in the first little while, and um, ultimately, perhaps uh, football had moved on. But I think he did. He did. He he did well. He did well enough. He did exactly what what needed to be done, and he he managed to kind of really steady and re almost reestablish what had been a, a sinking ship. And and let's be fair to him. He 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 won a he won a trophy, which was the last trophy um, before. We, we lifted the the Champions League last season, um, so even though even though it wasn't necessarily the most glamorous of finals or whatever, we we still did something, and and I still look back at that 2011-12 season, the second season, as uh, particularly that Arsenal game where we're one nil up and and Carragher gets done twice by Van Persie and we lose two one. Van Persie scores the winner, I think, in extra time, not extra time, injury time or. 90th minute or whatever, and that does us. That's the I think two weeks after we've won the league cup, and from then on we we kind of know we're not going to get fourth place, and we just we tail off quite badly there. But we also nearly yeah, we win. do we do have the FA Cup still playing. Yeah, we also nearly win that, and and I'm tell I, I swear to fuck go line technology that was over the line. Oh, you're you're beating me to this, Neil. Like I, I Andy Carroll, that definitely yeah, Andy Carroll that was over the line, and if that yeah. goes in, maybe, maybe see, see even see even regardless of that, see if that game was five minutes longer, we win that. Yeah, yeah. So Kenny almost delivers two trophies in his first full season back, and he still gets the boot. And I understand why he got the boot, because he wasn't necessarily the right man at the right time. But I was also sad to see him go. I wanted him to stay when he did yeah. go. So, so I mean, I'm, I'm re- I was really glad he came back, and I was full of excitement. And, you know, we played some great stuff in the second half of that 10-11 season. You know, there are a couple of games that spring to mind. There's the 5-2 at Fulham, Maxi Rodriguez, hat-trick. Um, we were playing some really fabulous stuff, and and it's a little bit like when when Solskjaer came back to Man United and they won nine in a row. You know, it was a, a little bit like that. We we had a couple of 
the odd defeat or the odd draw, but we, we really shot up the table because we went from kind of the relegation places and we ended up finishing the season, what, sixth? Something like that. So we, we had a really good run. No, absolutely. We did. And, and that led to Kenny then basically saying, look, I, I want this job on, on a permanent basis, Dave. And we'd been at the very, very bottom. We talked about it with, with Hodgson. And all of a sudden, here we are. We're going into this season. Let's, let's, let's put it into perspective as well. When Torres left, it was Kenny Dalglish well, who brought in, who brought, who brought in Andy Carroll and Luis Suarez for for twenty five and thirty five million respectively. You know, he 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 advocated the good big one and the good little one, you sort of thing, and that's the first things that he bought. Uh, you know, so Stuart Darling and uh, what do you call him? That other agent? What do you call him? Charlie Adam? <laughs> or, or they go into the other bucket. We we did get Suarez out of it, and and he did get a tune out of him. And, and and the team seemed to be reacting well to him. Everything seemed sort of rosy going in. You know, after the, as Niz talked about, you know, he had that part season, then he had the full season. I, I think we were doing not probably where we wanted to be, but we were making progress. First and foremost, I remember when Kenny first came in and there was a particular game. I don't know why. I remember this because I was watching it in Barcelona. I went to see Barcelona play and I was watching it in an Irish bar off La Ramblas and... We played Wolves. Do you remember that round Morelia's goal? The volley? Yeah, it's a screamer. It's a volley from 25 yards or something. Yeah, he hits it first time and he hits it up in the air and it kind of dips and drops yeah. down into the top corner. Yeah, outside Unbelievable. of the right thing. Yeah, we beat Wolves 3-0 that day and Torres scores a goal and it's like, it's 40, the goal's 40-odd passes. It's 40-odd passes and it's a fucking thing of absolute beauty. And I think the ball is put through eventually over the top. I think Kout might get onto the end of it. I haven't watched any of this. It's just random things stick out in your head. Um, so this is probably the only in-game insight I'll be able to give you. But Kout runs onto the top and squares it to Torres, I think, and, and Torres pops it in. He couldn't look unhappy or to score a goal. I remember watching that going, Jesus fucking Christ, that's, that's, that's outstanding. That football is outstanding. And thinking that we could, we can go places here. Torres is Torres is there. The rumor in Chelsea's were around, and like Dave, I've had my heart broken twice in my life, and Fernando Torres was fucking one of them. That I think it's worth talking about how we all felt at this point when not only did Fernando Torres leave, but he left for Chelsea, and we know and but we David, remember you just throw it in the bucket of the lowest of the low times you know what i mean and that and that's what to be honest with you, was that a huge surprise to you could you know i know it hurt us terribly and i know i know it hurt us terribly i know it was one of the worst ones i i, I have kevin keegan leaving whenever he went to hamburg it was horrible but Torres was you know it was the modern world you know what i mean and uh, you know with with a lot of information on the go there especially yeah but, that was it was heartbreaking and you know even in that side even with Hodgson even with all the shit that was going on in the background you always looked at that side and you thought see with see with Gerard and Torres we have a chance it's the puncher's chance anybody. you know what I mean against, against anyone against anybody we've got a puncher's chance against anybody anyone and let's not forget the, def- the defense under Kenny Kenny's defensive record was actually excellent yeah it's not long. It's not long in the Kenny's. It's the, it's the end of. It's the very. In fact, I'm just remember now. It's the very last end. Of, the very the end of of January. And Torres throws a transfer request in like the last day of the transfer window. And I yep, was like, you're an absolute. You're an absolute disgrace. You're a disgrace. If you want to leave, why did you just not say this at the start of the window? Whenever we could do something about it. 
you know. And, and also, and, we'd, already, we'd already secured Suarez by this stage, Dave. Suarez is already at Anfield, you know what I mean? Uh, well, yeah. he's not at, but he's ready to be unveiled. And he was, and bought, to play, he was bought to play alongside Torres, and that was and the idea. Yeah, and you're thinking, Gerard, Torres, Suarez. You're thinking that's a potential, potential title challenge in top front three, you know? And you're thinking that's more than a puncher's chance now. That's what you're thinking. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's probably one of the biggest we'll never know things, moments of, of LFC in the but, last... But was Torres done? You know, like, look what at the player, look at the player that... Torres together, what, what would that have been like? Would it have worked? Could it have worked? If it had worked, would it have been as mouthwatering as you'd imagine? Not, um, not on the evidence base what we saw when he moved to Chelsea. He was done. He was finished. Well, this is it. But then how much of it was him being done in inverted commas and how much of it was Chelsea was a graveyard for strikers, top strikers? What, yeah, what I heard, what I heard. Um, I mean, I know his knee was, was, was done like or past its best, but yeah. But I mean, Chelsea was gone. Went to Chelsea and died, didn't he? I mean, he's the best player in the world, 30-odd million, turned up, scored 11 goals, looked like, looked like a sack of shit. Yeah, Crespo, same. And so again, many, so many strikers got ruined by by Chelsea. These are these are these are strikers that and Torres specifically. When I say this, is is a, a, a striker that's at a club and he's absolutely adored. He is the he is the golden boy. He is the pinup boy, and the whole team is built around getting the best out of him, and the whole team is built for him in order to play to his strengths. And from what I heard, I can't remember who from. Um, once he went to Chelsea, it wasn't the same anymore. He was playing in the two. He was just another player. He was just expected to go out and do it. And there wasn't that meticulous game plan built around getting Torres in the position and getting him the ball in the position where he can do the most damage. And he struggled with that. And he struggled with the fact that the Chelsea fans did not love him the same way that the Liverpool fans did. And there's a mentality thing to be... Talked about her, and do you remember? I never remember would, first? Dave. They never would love him. And this is no. it. His first game, I think, was against us at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, and we win one nil, and Danny yeah, Agger elbows him in the face. Agger four forearms smashes him out in the touchline, and it's the biggest cheer of the night. And he has an absolute stinker. But the only thing that you're thinking of during that game is, please don't score against us. But that's what I'm saying, Dave, about we were defensively astute. He had, Kenny had the, the back line completely disciplined. We were really looking good at that stage. You know, you know, normally we we went through years and years of going, our defence, our defence, our defence. We were actually okay at that point. Well, there was a lot of skirtle and agar, I think, was there? There yeah. was there was skirtle and agar. Skirtle was, was never as bad as we made him out to be, especially not at the beginning. It, it was it 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 was totally different because when, what we were judging Skirtle on in the end was playing in a Brendan Rodgers system, which was completely different to Martin Skirtle playing in Kenny's essential four four two, which is what he was looking to employ. He was trying or to Rafa's. Yeah, he, he Guys, was trying. I, I I watched Martin Skirtle own Diddy A Drogba at Anfield, and I mean not just, just play we, we, own him. <laughs> Martin Skirtle gets player of the season in 11-12 when we finish 6th or 7th or whatever it is. We finish 7th, I think, in the end. We have a great defensive record. Problem is we can't score goals. Um, Steve Clark is is marshalling our defences. He's, he's, he's That's in right. Charge. 
and we have a great defensive line, but we can't score goals 11-12. I think we hit the fucking post something ridiculous like 25 times in the season. Yeah, that's the, that's the post-season, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's the post-season. And, and the ridiculous thing is, if, if, if half of those went in instead, we'd have been in a totally different position in the league and um, Kenny would have kept his job. And history would be oh so different. Who knows if we'd have ever even got Jürgen? Who knows? It's one of them. Our defence was really solid. That is our first game. And it's actually, I was on my honeymoon at, at the time and I watched the game in a bar in a hotel in Colombo in Sri Lanka, blocked. And it was it was mental, obviously, because all you're watching there is you're thinking, fuck, fuck you, Torres, fuck you, Torres. We've got to win this. We've got it. We just just don't lose. Is it 1-0 we win or is it 0-0? I think what, we win 1-0. And we score quite early, do we? And we just—it's a gritty one. We just kind of—is it Skirtle scores? Is it a dodgy Skirtle header that's kind of deflected in? But it's certainly—it's a baptism, isn't it? But at that point, you're thinking, yes, we've got one up on them. He's gone to—he's gone to Chelsea. We've got her, and and you're also thinking, fifty million, fifty million is huge money in 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 those days. In those, it's the it's the transfer record, isn't it? In in, mm-hmm. in those, it's massive. It's absolutely it's huge. massive. So you're thinking we've got the better deal out of, out of it, and in the end, you know, it probably works out for everyone. We get our fifty mil for a player who isn't the, he doesn't go on to be the player he was for us. He gets a couple of medals out of it because he got his Champions League and his Premier League medal out of it. So in the end, it kind of works out. But I was, I mean, the blow was massively softened for me by the a the fact that I was on honeymoon. So I was having a good time, but the Torres thing, whenever he moved, I couldn't believe it because you're right, it was the last day. You know, he slaps in that request. Some guy who was at the hotel I was staying at, the the guy who was running it, just a small place, and he was he was British. He was giving me news. He was saying, I, Torres is going to Chelsea. I was like, bollocks. What are you on about? You know, no, seriously, it's happening. And then, oh, but you've signed Torres, or you've, you've signed Suarez, and now it looks like you're signing Andy Carroll. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? But yeah, getting that one up was was felt good and and it, it boded well. It was was a good omen, good sign for for Kenny's um, tenure. Uh, so you would so so it seemed. And um, like I say, we we started well. We had a good six months, and and the next season for me really wasn't bad. I mean, I suppose we, we've got to come on and maybe mention the, the signings because um, yeah, yeah. of course it's the the Camoli era, isn't it? And um, you know, we, we, we go and spend big in the summer, but there's yeah, a lot I think of... it's significant as well, Chief, who we ship out that summer. It so, is I mean, essentially the, the it's essentially the Hodgson era is gone. Yeah, you Poulsen know. goes. Contesty uh, goes. Yeah. Jovanovic, I know he's not Hodgson, but Joe Cole Jovanovic goes on loan to France. Cole's gone, Jovanovic is gone. Everyone who came in post Rafa. Morelles, he goes as well, post. also to Chelsea. Morelles is off. And then you bring in the likes of, uh, is it Charlie Adam comes in the summer? Charlie Adam. Charlie comes Adam. Yeah. Charlie Adam comes in the Adam summer. Signing comes. Jordan Henderson comes. Jose Enrique comes. Coates comes. Yeah, Coates comes. Who but, was fresh off winning, I think, young player of the... Copa America. Copa America. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's Uruguay's next big thing, isn't he? Yeah. And um, Bellamy comes on a free... Bellamy on a free for the second time. And yeah, on paper, it, it, it looks all right. Downing is a big question mark at 20 million, always was. I but certainly there, was a, there was a player in there somewhere, yeah, lost in there so, somewhere. It, it's not hindsight at all. From, from, from having watched him over the years at Borough, you knew that you knew that he didn't have the mentality. 
you just knew that he wasn't a, a big time player because he'd failed with England so many times as well before as well, you know. Um, but I think what Downing was, Chief, is Downing was the first, the first money ball signing. He was the first stats oriented. Well, that's correct. You've, who's who's the best crosser in the league? Ashley Young, right? Go and get him. Okay, United have got him. Who's second best? Downing, right? Get him. And that's what we did. And I think the I mean, thing was you could see a you could see a plan with the signings. You could see a plan. It just didn't you know, work. It, just didn't work. it didn't work because they didn't have the, the 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 depth of knowledge. They had it for for other sports. They didn't have it for for football. And it wasn't necessarily for me. For me, I don't think it's it, it's really FSG's fault there. They they didn't they didn't pick the the players to sign. I, they I brought just, someone they, in to do that for them. Yeah, Camoli. and I I just think that Camoli was always hit and miss, and some of those players have been have gone on to be heads. Of course, the number one being being Jordan Henderson, but even Enrique, you could argue had time. Even Enrique, though, someone you, you could argue had a half decent Liverpool career. You know, Downing Downing was the big flop. Downing Downing was the big flop. It, it never worked for him. But I think he put in a, he put in more crosses than than anyone else that season, and, and still didn't get an assist. Did he? Like we couldn't finish. Like there were some some pretty poor misses along the way. Along the, the post, <laughs> yeah, he just didn't have. Yeah, there was that. But where do, where do you stand on that? You know, like we're talking about that. Let, let's talk about breaking a British transfer record. Something that, that you know we we hadn't done in a long long time, and we did it with Andy Carroll, and. It never works it, though, does it? There are flashes. It kind of, it kind of works at times, but you, you never really. He had a game against Man City. I remember like, he scored a hat trick. There's a game against City where he looks great, but then he uh, gets injured, and he's injured for the next yep. month. Yeah, I think. You and he remember was great in the FA Cup final as well. The first yeah, and, six, and the, first and the six semi. Months, the first six months of that season for Newcastle, he scores maybe like eleven or twelve goals in the first half of the season, and he is unplayable he is immense he cannot be dealt with by any centre half in the league because he's a fucking monster a monster the other side of this Dave you know it came out at a later stage he really wasn't that fussed on the move to us because Newcastle was his dream well he didn't Didn't want want, he he didn't want to leave he was he was sold he was told you're going it's 35 million but can't turn it down and he shows up and we're looking at it and we're going He's a monster. He's massive. It's big man, wee man. It's Stuart Downing on the left. It's Jordan Henderson on the right. We've got bodies in the middle. Lucas, actually, the start of the season and, and, and until he gets his injury against Chelsea, Lucas is fantastic. The best form of his career. And then you've got the two guys at centre half and he brings the left back in. And, you know, it's, it's shaping up to be, you can see, you can it's see a work. structure. You can, you can see logic. To, it's not moving at a hundred mile an hour, Dave, but it's moving in the right direction. And it's not, it's not rocket science either. It's not the no, most. It's not. it's not the most uh, tactically sophisticated, but at the same time, they seem like pieces that 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 should fit into the puzzle and 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 you know work to some degree. And 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 it does. And you're right. And there, you know, for me, there's a lot to be said about about luck sometimes. And fortune did not favour. Liverpool that season in a lot of ways, and and unfortunately in the end, did, therefore not Kenny. Kenny got sort of a a rough deal in in many respects. Um, Andy Carroll could and should have been much much better, but because he he didn't fancy Liverpool, because he 
wanted to be at Newcastle because he was a young lad, 18, 19 years old at the time, and, and, and a pisshead and a lad, a jack of lad and whatever. He couldn't settle. He couldn't get fit. We didn't know how to play him and Suarez to begin with, but, you know, we began to sort of work things out. Um, but Andy Carroll didn't feature that much. He ha- I remember we played Newcastle away. We ended up losing the game 2-0, but we're absolutely fucking pummeling them at the start of the game. And Andy Carroll goes clean through. And instead of poking the ball past Shea Given, tries to, he dives, he tries to go down and tries That's to get right. And he gets called, as, it gets called as a dive. And Carroll gets booked, and we don't score. And I think he injures himself, kind of diving. It just goes. We we, we snatched defeat from the jaws of victory in that game. I think Pepe Reina might get sent off in the end. There's in that, but there's a lot of games like that, and uh, you could use that terminology for in that season. Neil. Yeah, and this is ben, also it, this that, is also when Reina really starts to hit the skids as well. Oh, everything everything kind of goes a little bit wrong at the same time because it, it's one of them. You're you're not you you don't make the right decisions at the right moments, so you're not taking your chances, you're not getting those goals. We should go ahead there, and we go ahead there, we're rampant. If we go ahead there, we'll probably win the game 2-3-0. There are no great shakes, but we don't, and and, and we end up then becoming the masters of our own downfall and believing in our yeah, own Yeah, we go 1-0 down, then we, 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 we run twice as hard chasing the game and get caught in the counterpunch again. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's one of those where that season in particular was so many games where we're bossing them and we don't take chances and we end up losing a game 1-0 or drawing a game 1-1 with a late goal. Um, we've hit the post a couple of times. Their keepers had a whirly. We've not quite hit the corners. We've missed chances. And we should, we're, we're thinking, oh, there's a game against Norwich. We draw 1-1. There's, um, there's a game against QPR where we're 2-0 up with like 20 minutes to go and we contrive to lose it 3-2 somehow. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, there's just all kind. There's that Arsenal game I, I mentioned earlier where where it's must win, but we're at Anfield and we're, the crowd is up for it. It's an early, I think it's an early kickoff. Um, the sun shines a lovely day. Like I think it's it's probably March or, or April, and we we own that game and we end up they they have two chances really, and Van Persie buries them, and and we lose the game and. And there were a lot of lot of moments like that. I remember this game against Wigan. I think we we we, we draw that game nil nil. We miss a penalty, or we we draw it one one, and we miss a penalty. Charlie Adam misses a penalty. Um, just so much. And of course, then there's Suarez gate. I think that Wigan game is is right around the whole the whole. I think that's the game where we come out in in the Suarez t-shirts. I think you're right. That's the game after, isn't it? Yeah. And I think that that's naturally what we we'll look at next because. <clears throat> The big signing that was a spectacular success was was Luis Suarez at this stage, and he got himself embroiled in a race row, let's call it. Um, and certainly in well, that's Europe, what it was. So yeah, certainly in Europe, I, I have maybe a, a little bit of a different opinion on it, on in how Latin terminology works and how you speak to people in South America, but it doesn't translate itself to Europe, and that's and that's the difference. Um, also, you know. Whatever, whatever Luis Suarez said to to Patrice Evra, it, it's history. Um, it was upheld by um, the, the governing bodies, and Suarez was banned. I think this is where we talk about Kenny being gnarly and maybe a little bit curt with the with with, with the press. Um, certainly, as I say, football management had moved on into this very professional, smooth 
Um, you know, there was still Ferguson, don't get me wrong, he was as rough as a badger's arse, but... Kenny you know, was very Ferguson, I thought, in interviews Yeah, but, but, and, but they're, of, they're, they're, of that, they're of that era. You know yeah, what I mean? They are managers the same that, cloth, aren't they? Uh, and, and the same place and whatnot. And, and you know, the, the, they knew each other growing up. They've, they've gone through systems together. They knew each other. They're very, very similar. You know, they're similar types of men, to be honest with you, and both of them winners. Um, and, and there was also a great sort of rivalry between them. And, and I know for a fact that Ferguson was not happy about Dalglish coming back to Liverpool because he saw it as a threat at the time. But Kenny's big mistake was backing his player at, at this time. And, and maybe, you know, some will say it's a mistake. Some people may, may think you're talking rubbish. It's not a mistake. But they went as far as the printing of T-shirts. They went as far as, you know, shouting very loud in the media. And again, this is somewhere I think that the owners ended up with, with egg in their face as well. Um, you know, it, it basically, uh, you know, it, it boiled down and it got to February and it was the reverse fixture. And then Suarez refused to, to shake Evra's hand and it blows up again. And, and I think this is where, Dave, I'll come to you. I think this is where Kenny loses his job. I think this is where, this is the moment that Kenny loses the job later on down the line. I don't think results matter or anything after this. I think it was, it ended, it ends up so badly managed and so badly handled by Douglish just out and out, point blank refusal to not back his player, which is admirable in some respects, but I think ultimately cost him his job. Yeah, it was it was a difficult one to get your head around. Um, the accusations were there. Um, Suarez, even before he came to Liverpool, you know, he, he was never, um, he, he wasn't exactly. Adverse he, to, he was no choir boy, let's say. <laughs> no, he was no stranger to controversy, I suppose. Um, his reputation came with him. You know, his repu- you know, he had a reputation of diving as well. He, he kind of was vilified as the typical nasty foreigner who did all these nasty things and had all these nasty little traits on a football pitch. And we loved them. On the coming of the English game, like, I always loved that thing he used to do when the keeper had the ball in his hands and he used to count with his fingers up to six seconds, you know. He'd just stand there and he's in front of the keeper with the referee and just go one, two, three with his, his hand in the air and, and putting each finger out. And, you know, it, it was hor- he's horrible. He's horrible in the football pitch and, and that's what he is. And, and he's, he, is, he is the quintessential street footballer. Um, so when it happened, there was a variety of different, you know, scenarios as to what may have been said and what wasn't said. And apparently he claimed that he said uh, Negrito, which is, uh, he said it translated as little black bear. And this is what I call people in my home. This is what I call my friends and blah, blah, blah. It's not a, it's not an insult, but. And, again, and, and what he's saying is completely and utterly true in Latin culture, but it doesn't I, translate I, very well to our world. No, it doesn't. And I don't, Dave, I don't know. I, I have absolutely no idea. So, Again, but this is just based on what he said that he said, whether that is what he said, whether he's manipulated the truth, I don't know. We, we don't know. We'll never know. What we had beforehand was with Roy Hodgson, who, and we all know the scenario against Man United, was that he refused to back Torres and refused to back his player and refused to refused to protect his player and defend his player. And Kenny did what he thought was right, which is that he defended his player. I, th- I think he, the sticking point, Dave, was that even after he had been the, the nine game ban and whatnot, he still backed the player as opposed to saying, look, we're going to accept this and blah, blah, blah. He still backed the player vocally. Whether he was stubborn, which 
from what I know of Kenny Dalglish, is probably the case. Whether they'd just gone too far down the rabbit hole to, um, you know, turn back at that point, I don't know. But I think ultimately it was it was ill judged. It was badly managed. It was a poor decision to take that stance. And I think sometimes uh, a professional apology on behalf of the player. Thanks very much. We'll learn from this and we'll move on. Is sometimes the best approach, but. Do you, do, you real... think this is, do you think this is one where the likes of FSG went, now hang on, we're in a completely new ball game here. We don't really understand this sport that much. Kenny's been in it for years. We'll go with what he says. And I've got a feeling well, that that's, that's kind of what they did. And the end of it all, then they went, oh shit, we need to, we need to sort this shit. Well, apparently, I think I, I think I might be misremembering this, but I think what Carragher, I think I heard Carragher say that, that it was some of the players that come up with this idea and some of the players didn't think that it was a great idea, whether the manager thought it was a good idea or not, I don't know. But some of the players come up come up with the idea, decided to get the T-shirts printed, and everybody was compelled to go along with it for one reason or another. And who knew who signed it off? If that was the process, I don't know. Not great. And then, obviously, the handshake issue just was, you know, it was... It was yeah. It was, and then and then uh, FSG have to have to intervene and force the two of them to apologise. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It's, I mean, it's shite, is what it is basically. It got out of hand. It got out of hand. But you know, at the end of the day, Kenny is not was not a manager who played the game, so to speak, in terms of the media game. He wasn't gonna. He also didn't play the the FA game or the Premier League disciplinary board game. He wasn't gonna say what should have been said and, and do the sound bites and, and all the rest of it. That's that's not who he is. He's from the he's from the Brian Clough uh, generation. He's, he's from that yeah, generation absolutely. where where they tell it like it is and the most important people in football are the football men and the manager is is the most important there and he has the respect and you're just a TV journalist. You're you're not actually part of the game and that's the kind of attitude that there was and and unfortunately times you know Ferguson got away with it because he was Ferguson. He won all that. And, no, he'd been know. there that long. He had yeah, been that there that long. long. The, 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 he had a continuity going with them. Yeah, Kenny, Kenny a, had that. Kenny had that he had break. Re, he had relationships. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he, was afforded, he was afforded so much leeway over the years and whatever. But, I mean, he was box office and, and whatever. And you could sort of say he earned that maybe over the years. But whatever the... You know, Kenny was was always going to be jumped on, and and I think the T-shirt thing was naive. That should never have been allowed to happen. That that was just should never have been allowed to happen. Yeah, you can come out and back your player. You can come out and say he says that he has done nothing wrong, and I'm going to take his word for it. Um, Lost in translation, blah blah blah. Exactly. But don't come out with with T-shirts. It's childish. Like it's unprofessional. It's 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 you know it's, it's what we, what you do, what you would do on a university tour. Or whatever. It's not. It it was unbecoming. I I thought at the time I, I was a bit mm, about it, but over the years you just think you look back and, and the t-shirt thing is a bit of a cringe moment. Like it's a bit like it's something know. that other fans will always hold against you, and you've yeah. absolutely no defence for it. You've no you've no response to it. You don't because it's it, it's it's just a little bit naive. But I don't blame Kenny for 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 backing uh, Suarez. I'm still ambivalent I, I don't know what was said or what was meant so i can't really cast aspersions but i you know i'm not gonna i'm not happy with with saying that somebody's racist um of of what evidence i have which is very very little 
Um, so anyway, he got the punishment. That's fine. But I think you're right. Perhaps that, that management of that situation was something that FSG probably wanted more from and didn't want to experience well, when, again. When you look at where we've arrived today, Neil, the shiny polish and you know, that, you, you, you know that that was a that was a step by step plan that they had. I think it's it's taken them longer than what they they envisaged. But Kenny Douglas was this gnarly throwback. He's not. He's not FSG, is he? Like he's exactly. not exactly. He's he's not he's not he's not gonna he's not gonna make your product shine through the media. <laughs> he's not modern. And he's you know not what, modern football. You know what's funny is you're you're right. It's taken them a while to arrive at, at the perfect man who who is Jurgen Klopp and you know they went they've gone for Kenny first who's kind of gnarly and old school not taking any shit and then they went from to, to Rogers who, who we'll get into next week who's the opposite who was a bit of a used car salesman completely and, and, full of shit all spin <laughs> and all spin and sound bites and and whatever and you know they've arrived now at the perfect guy who's, who's a little bit of a blend of the both of them. You know he's not not taking any shit, but at the same time he, he doesn't half look good on camera. You know, so um, we, we've gotten there in, in the end. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Kenny was was far too rough around the edges and far too old school to be to be FSG's man in the long run. And um, and I think regardless of whether he'd won the FA Cup or not, as you said. He probably would have yeah, gone. I, I, I think. I think the February thing. I think whenever the when when the refusal to shake hands and then Kenny backed him on that as well. I think that I think that was the end for Kenny, regardless of his legendary status. Um, well, was that I, before or after the League Cup final? Point is, with that, what 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 has been shown there? I think it, when you look at it, is by the by backing him, by allowing it to kind of blow up. Is They've allowed the player to supersede the club there and, and the player to kind of supersede the reputation of, of the club and, and, and of everything. And it's a, basically the situation being allowed to get out of hand and they don't want that. You know, you don't want that. You don't want bad publicity getting out of control. You, you had to draw a line under it somewhere. And, you know, it was harsh that, that Kenny had to go, but you did need someone to move into the modern modern era. Although... Like I said before, I would I would have liked to have seen Kenny given another another season at the time. Well, we had moments, didn't we? You know, we had the we had the United the United the, the Suarez United game, the the Kout hat trick. Um, um, yeah. You know, there was some yeah. decent football in, in amongst it, that, and that was the thing. That's why you'd no problem with him carrying it, on. It's well, we had well, then we have we had the League Cup run, and I think now I could be wrong here, but we beat Chelsea away, and I think. Was that Glenn Johnson scored that goal? What you mean? Was that was that not the league? Whenever we beat them two one, I think that was the league. No, that was that was one nil. That was one nil right towards the end. And I I might be wrong, but that was definitely one nil. Could have been the league cup tag. And then we play City in the semi final. Yeah, we beat them over two legs, and Bellamy has the the game of his life. Bellamy for us. is fantastic. Bellamy scores an absolutely unbelievable goal, and you're you're looking there at that point of the season, and you're thinking, you know, and City are the up and comers at that point. They're the guys with the money. They're they're now they're trying to now establish themselves in the game, and you know they're they're in the League Cup semi final, and we're not that great really, but we go out there and we fucking do them at Anfield, and we are excellent, and then we go to the League Cup final, and it's kind of it's Cardiff, isn't it? Awful. It's awful. It's just awful. Isn't it? It's Cardiff, isn't it? And it is. It is. It's Cardiff, and they go and ahead, they, don't they? And then they March go ahead. Start. Yeah. No, it's, I think Coit comes on because Coit doesn't start a lot of games under Kenny. Coit comes on and Coit scores the equaliser like right at the death. 
I think, but we're, and, and, and we were lucky to get that equaliser. We weren't, we weren't good value we're for it even. Down, aren't we? And then we're one-one, and then we're two-one and two-two. Isn't that it? Because Skirtle scores a scruffy one. Is it? It, it could go two-two. I, I, I actually don't remember the one. The one thing I re- I remember two things about that final because as Dave says, it was it was an awful game of football. Is is Coach Gold at like the near? I suppose it's the back post when the cross comes in, and then Charlie Adams penalty that's probably still up in the atmosphere somewhere. But we'll want it. I, well, the, the less said about Charlie Adams penalties, the better. Yes. And, and this, this, he, he this never was, played. He's another one that never played for us. Never played for us. <laughs> well, he did, and this was it. There was legs all around him, and he just did not have the legs. He, and you look at him in the middle of the park, and that just kind of was didn't it. Fer- work. Ferguson said his, his corners were worth ten million alone. Well, fuck, we we didn't see any value at all. No, and he had had a really good season for Blackpool the year before. I know they went down, but he was he was excellent. Different levels. Different levels, and there's the other issue here with 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 Jordan Henderson and and how this really this didn't this did Henderson no favors at all, Chief. I think you agree with me on this because Kenny didn't really know how to use him, and he kept playing him on the right. He had he had 36 games in the league force at right wing right season, and he's not a right winger, of course. So, but look so at people, the age of him. Then you can take that into consideration. Yeah, but people were getting fed up with him because people were saying, you know, fans were getting fed up because he's playing every week. He was the, he played the most minutes under Kenny that season uh, of any player, um, but people were were that tarnished him for a long time to come in people's minds. It, it, yeah, it's it's a funny one. Kite didn't start that many games, but he, he finishes that season top scorer in the league, thirteen goals. It's a, and it is a, it is a two two. We um, they score early and then Skirt equalizes in the second half and then. We go two one, and they in extra time, and then they equalise with two minutes to go in extra time, and we miss our first two pens in that shootout. Stevie G misses the first one, and then Charlie Adam, and then we score our last three. They miss one, three, and five. Gerard's uh, both Gerard's miss in that shootout. Gerard's cousin misses. That's right. That says cousin. That's right. Yeah. And we end up uh, we end up winning the league cup on that. But not only that, we have that amazing run in the um, in the FA Cup, and we beat pretty pretty much beat. Well, we beat a lot of Premier League opposition. We obviously we start off against Oldham. That's not Premier League. We batter them five one. We got you. We, we we beat United at home in the next in the next round. We smashed Brighton at home, who are not a Premier League club at that time. I don't think. I don't think. But we battered nope. them six one. Um, then we beat Stoke in the in the in the quarterfinals. Stuart Downing that, gets his goal. That wasn't the Suarez where he not made your man and bent it into the far corner, was it? Could have been. I remember Downing's goal, which is the second one where he sort of he goes on a mazy run. He cuts cuts in from the left. And he buries one from like 18 yards. It's actually a really good run and goal. And you're like, fuck me. Sturdy, go ahead, lad. Mm, I think there's one Suarez. He nutmegs your man out the left-hand side of the and box. Just, and he just bends it. Um, I remember getting booed at the time. They're all booing him because everybody booed Suarez. Just nutmegs your man. Just curls it. Oh, like, what a goal that was. Unreal. Well, no. And Peter Crouch then for, for Stoke. And then we go, obviously, and we beat, uh, we beat the, the bitters. In the in the semi, which Andy is, Carroll's finest moment, absolutely. It was a Suarez and Carroll masterclass, isn't it? They they get two goals. We come from one goal down, don't we, and beat them two one. Then you go to the final and you've got Chelsea and we're two down in that game, I think as well. We we'll come back 
And yeah, we're two down. I think Ramirez scores. Reina is again poor at his near post, kind of punches it in. It's a really shit goal. The one thing I remember about this game, well, I remember Jay Spearing starts for what reason I don't know. Jay Spearing's in there. I thought it was strange because they Chelsea were a really, really good side. They were a really, really good side around this time. Well, this is the Ancelotti era, isn't it? I think so, yeah. And yeah. And I think he brings Carol on for like maybe the last fifteen minutes or twenty minutes or something like that. Is this is this not post answer? Is this is this when Di Matteo? This is Di Matteo. This is Di Matteo. Yeah. That's right. This yeah. is post Angelotti and, and Di Matteo's in there. And yeah. Drogba scores, of course. Drogba scores, of course. He scores because it's yeah. at Wembley and he always scores. But then we begin to batter them when Carroll comes on and he scores an amazing goal. I think he's like a little Troyes turn in there somewhere as well. Yeah. Changes the game completely. The game flips on its head. It's one of them where Carroll comes on and sort of goes, right, I'm going to fucking do this. I'm going to show them. And they're uh, all at sea. They're all over the place. We that That's in. I'm telling you, that's in. I've, that's that's sure. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. They had goal line technology back then. I think it's probably the season before goal line technology comes into. Um, oh, I was so frustrated. I, I remember being up. I was up out of my seat. And so was after, I. And afterwards, I thought, I watched it. I remember the header. I can see it right now. He absolutely nails it. He put, and it's an unbelievable fingertip from Czech. But I'm looking at him going, you don't need to do that. You just need to you just need to head that back across the way it came. You don't even need to head it. You just need to let it hit your head and bounce across the goal, and it's in. Yeah. But he tries to he tries to smash it with his head right into the near uh, the top corner. And he just needs to place it wisely yeah. back in. You're absolutely right. He shouldn't give Czech the chance, but it's behind Czech, and he punches it forward, and it comes off the back of the underside of the bar and goes in front of the line. I'm sure that's over the line, I swear to God. But anyway, I don't know. It's but not given. It's not given. There is no goal line technology, and, and you're up in the air, and Andy Carroll's up in the air, and Suarez is celebrating, and, and the referee doesn't give it, and that's that. Like um, that, And that's our only that's our only good run at the FA Cup in, in, since 2006. Yeah. It's our only, only one. Uh, well, we got we got no we we got the we got the semi final under Rogers. Do you remember in fucking Villa Benteke? Yeah, but the only time we've been in a final since two thousand six in an yeah. FA Cup final. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I you know we always talk about the FA Cup, and you always say how much you like it, and I remember the days as well. But I'm not so keen on it, you know, not such as it's not, doesn't have such a place in my heart anymore. But yeah, fuck it, I wouldn't mind a we a we run, and it's been a while. Yeah, for me, the FA Cup will always be the FA Cup, and that was massively, massively disappointing for me, especially under Kenny. That was that for yeah. me was the one, and it was Chelsea, and it was Torres, and it was, you know, that was Everything. that was the one that you really wanted, and it was within our grasp. And like I said, I, Dave, I don't know if you remember watching this, but I remember like if that game was five or ten minutes longer, we beat them, and we probably beat them in normal time if it's ten minutes longer. Absolutely, I, I, I'm with you on that. I, I actually watched it here. I was, I was here by that stage. I'm nearly here a year by that stage. I remember sitting watching it on a really old television because our, our, our place in the city was being still being built at that stage. And I was in this awful fucking apartment would have rented, and it had you know a real old television, like a proper box television. Um, and the picture on it was bloody awful. And and just the result that day was bloody awful. 
and you just felt there was so much more for us in that game. And and oh, it's one of those ones I look back on, Dave, especially in a final. I think we was robbed. Yeah, yeah. It was again. It wasn't a great game of football. It really wasn't. But the last, last twenty were good. <laughs> the last twenty. The last twenty. We we were we were brilliant. And and then that was it. That was that was the last twenty minutes of Kenny. I know. And and like you talk about him going. You know, we talk about him coming. And like I, at the time, I was I was bitter against the FSG for what they did to him. Not because, you know, it's who he was rather than, you know, I, I understand, you know, again, with hindsight, it's a wonderful thing. We're sitting years later talking about this, uh, nearly a decade later talking about it. And you understand why I had to go at the time. I didn't understand why, because this was Kenny Douglas. You just didn't let Kenny Douglas go. You, you sack Kenny Douglas. Nobody sacks Kenny Douglas at Liverpool. That should, those words shouldn't exist uh, in the English language. And it took me an eternity to actually get over his 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 removal, Neil, and you know, and still, even when we started doing these pods a while back, it was still a sore subject with me because FSG hadn't completely won me over, and the reason hadn't completely won me over was because of the perceived treatment of Kenny Dalglish. Yeah, I know. I think it was the same for for a lot of people. Uh, I don't think there there was certainly a large section of the fan base, anyone who probably my age or, or older, who were who were against that move. Um, certainly the way it was done, flying him out to New York and or over to Boston or whatever and, and kind of sacking him in a meeting. Maybe this, they wanted to do it face-to-face, but, you know, it's it's a bit much, to be fair, to get him to fly all that way and then, and then give him the boot. Yeah, if you want to sack him face-to-face, you can fly to him for fuck's sake. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? It, it was done, and I don't know if it was the right move for the club because, you know, who knows? But... At, at the end, I, the, I, I would have liked to have seen another season, Neil. I, I, think I, I could, certainly would have as well. And and given what came the next season with 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 Brendan, you know, the first season, you know, you wonder could it have been given another season? However, if you change anything, you know, butterfly effect and all that, we wouldn't be where we are now. And we we had to, I suppose, take that path to get the to get the Jurgen Klopp. So yeah, that's where we are, and and, and it's all worked out. But. But yeah, at, at the time, I've mentioned it already, I was unhappy that Kenny was going. Um, I was gutted by the FA Cup final result. I felt Kenny had, had taken us all the way in two cups. And as I mentioned before, we'd been, we had been unlucky in the league. Uh, and it was, surely we couldn't have had the same amount of bad luck the following season. Um, yeah, that was, that was the more post, that was like the, 50 posts and 27 crossbar season, wasn't it? It was ridiculous. Yeah, but, but, but we're also now looking at the third season consecutively without Champions League football after an eternity of having yeah. it. As, it's just, we were going to have a fourth, weren't we? But but as you, re- I think, as sort of alluded to earlier, Kenny was never the fit for FSG. And, you know, they had their reasons for moving them on. And however it was done. It's just the high need. You, there, there was a way, for me, and still to this day, we're sitting in 2020, and I'm saying there was a better way of resolving this without saying we have sacked Kenny Douglish. Mutual agreement, whatever, smooth it over, make the language better. The language was appalling. Do yeah. you think whenever they appointed him, they actually they never considered the fact that they would never they would have to give him the job permanently? Well, he n- nailed his colours to the mast very early on after a couple of games saying that he wanted it. I think their initial reaction was Kenny was going to come into the end of the season and they'll bring a new man in. But it was it was the pickup. It was the it was you know it, it was, was the, the Solskjaer effect. Yeah, exactly. It was the Solskjaer effect. Here's a guy 
who gets the club, who everybody loves, who everybody's behind. Hold on. We're suddenly playing really good football. Hold on. We're winning games. We're moving up the table. Who cares if he's not actually the right fit? This is working. Give him the job. You know, it, it was... And this, you talk about and this, and what, what, what more it also, it also bought them time to understand the game a bit more, understand the league a bit more, get all of the other shit in the background organised that they wanted to get organised. Well, I, I, would like to, I wouldn't like to think it was just a buying time. I, I, I have a sneaking suspicion, though, and I'll stand over it, like that, that, you know, they didn't actually perceive a three-year contract being the end result of Kenny taking over. And, and I think it was more or less, I think this is along the lines, correct me if I'm wrong, even back then, I think this is along the lines of when we start trying to engage with Jurgen Klopp around this around this stage because he's doing great things at Dortmund. Would I be correct? I think we want Klopp when we when we appoint Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, we've, that's what I mean. him out. We, we've, we've talked to him, him I think. We've signed him out. He's our he's our number one choice, I think, at this point, and that's why if you were, and he's he's already turned us down, um, and that's why you see us go for this kind of quite public, almost uh, fashion parade of, of, of new up and coming managers, don't you? We've got we're linked with Martinez, obviously Rogers in the end. There's think, you is, know is Klinsman in there at this point? Somebody is. I mean, there are about Did four. Somebody mentioned Villas Boa as well. Yes, Boa was was in there. You know, anyone who was a, a who's who of of young fancied, they're going to be the next trendy, trendy managers. We we and and we very very publicly courted them all and and talked to them all. And um, I think that's because they had their 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 number one choice completely just wasn't available. So then they were stuck. So. You know, in a way, in a way, Kenny was was kind of a he was a caretaker. He was literally given the job as as a caretaker manager, as an interim manager. And you know, it wouldn't be the first time, certainly hasn't been the last that um, that that has gone well, and they've been given the job permanently. And then, oh, it hasn't gone so well the following year, and they've ended up losing their losing their job. So I can't, one I can't of them, think of a time where actually, can you think of a time where that's ever worked out? I know with it. Anybody. Bound to have somewhere along the line, but certainly that would be the exception to prove the rule. Like when it, it, it generally doesn't tend to work, does it? No. You know, you've got to have more about you as a manager than just than just being able to than just being able to galvanise the spirit of the club. You know, you need you need to be of your time. You need to be tactically switched on to the the nuances and the changes that are coming in the game. All those things. You need you being able to get everyone. Pulling in the same direction and playing for each other will will take you so far, but only so far. And that's all we went to. That's as yeah. far as we got. Which... Well, put it like this: he 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 won us a trophy, got us to another final, he gave us some good days. That the man has given us so many good days in in, in the course of his life. Um, he was the perfect perfect pair of hands to come in and 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 take steer the club from from yeah. those absolute. If, if, if we if we if we could just say Neil. That it was by mutual agreement rather than being sacked. This would be a you know be a happier ending all yeah. around. I think. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's, that's uh, because this is this is a living legend in regards to this club. You know what I mean? And and you see, you look at him today and you look at the bits and pieces that he that he does still to this day. And he's always involved in the club and he's back where he belongs. 
Um, he's in that director's box and he never misses. He's always there. It doesn't matter where we are in Europe. He's always there. He, you know, we've got the stand name after him now. It's a measure of the man. What happened, happened, but it did nothing to diminish the appeal that Kenny Douglas has to, to, to fans and, and, you know, supporters of Liverpool alike. No, I think when Chief says it was a safe pair of hands, I think at that point in time, if you really sit back and think about it, it he really was the only pair of the hands. The pair of hands, yeah. You, you sort of damn him with, with faint praise, saying these kinds of things that, you know, he was able to steer the club back to back to where they should be and, and get them looking up the table again. But it was massively important. And not everyone. Well, it was the platform. It was the platform because where we were, we were like after Hodgson, we were bust. We were broken. We were nearly out of the game completely. And that was that. That was a foundation stone that everything. That, where, that's we, we exactly have the right word. That's exactly the right word. I think he he is one of the first foundations that FSG set down, and and you can certainly point back to that and look at benefits that have come from that appointment. You know, without a doubt, because we're, we're treading quicksand up until that point, Dave, uh, and, yeah, and, and I think we're, we're t- running a quicksand. Yeah, it, it it took someone to it took someone to um, unite the supporters with some sort of trust and faith of the ownership to buy them credibility, and they've needed that, and they've made mistakes, but they've remedied them, and I think this was the first step in them building a relationship with the fan base. Uh, I don't think that that can be underestimated. And I think we sometimes forget the difficult, turbulent circumstances that Douglas came into the club the second time under with regards to, you know, the the ownership transition. The fact that the fact that Torres left, I think, is absolutely massive, you know, and and, and he was able to take us forward and win us a trophy and, and, and lay a foundation, a platform for us to move forward. So it, it's difficult it's difficult to have a conversation around this time that Douglas had and give it its give it its merit where it's deserved because of you're looking at league placed finishes and you know FA Cup finals that didn't quite go our way, etc. But the, yeah. the, but these are these are things that are way. not about stats, Dave, I think is what yeah, you're saying. A, stats can't a, measure what he did. Oh, absolutely one hundred percent. And that's a drop in the ocean compared to what he's done for the club. Absolutely, Neil. Your 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 closing thoughts on Kenny? Yeah, no, I would I would just echo exactly what what Dave said. There he was, as was mentioned, the only pair of hands, and you know he set us on the path to where we are now. Um, he signed our our current captain, the captain that's lifted the Champions League trophy, the Super Cup, and is is going to get the Premier League trophy at the end of this fucked up season. Um, so the foundation stones. You know, FSG put Kenny in there, and and yeah, it was kind of unceremonious the way it ended. But as you mentioned, he's he's back in the director's box every week, and you know, the stand is named after him, and they've generally done done right by him, I guess, um, overall. And he's still held in in massive massive regard, and and so he should be, you know, truly a king and the king, and always will be. Absolutely. Um, and and there's very very little that can sort of diminish the shine of Kenny Douglas at Liverpool. So that, that covers us for that era. Guess what's next, lads? <laughs> I'm going to fucking love this. I'm going to have the best Five hour extravaganza on Brendan Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> I, I, I've, I've, been, I've been doing groundwork for the last three weeks. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for a fight, Dave. I'm ready for a fight. Things. 
I'm I'm wondering she would break it down into maybe three or four podcasts. You know, one just sheerly on quotes, one one on defeats, one on just talking bullshit. Oh, I, I, I could do a whole I could do a whole podcast on that Arsenal five one game if you want. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's there's of course thirteen fourteen, which we can we can dissect several games there and probably do a podcast on on each. And then there's yeah, the horror signings there. No and there's loads we've done. We 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 could end up having to do a two parter. There might be a, a good yeah. three. The stuff the, the, there. The man, the, the man shoveled that much bullshit that it could take us two podcasts to actually get. Well, let's be honest. If Brandon was doing it, it would be a fucking fifteen-part series. So it's yeah, probably being Brandon. But but, <laughs> but hang on. Oh god, here we've got being Liverpool to cover on that as well. Yeah. Oh, geez, I mean, others that, we'll have to start. We'll have to start a bit earlier next week. I think. Uh, on this yeah, I, I could be editing for a month after this, but it's not like I've got anything in my diary. But. Like, <laughs> Listen, lads, we'll leave, we'll leave it there for tonight. Um, because in in in, in Kenny's brief one, I think we're we're even over an hour for that. So, uh, so I dread to think what's coming next week. God help you, poor listeners. But thanks again, Neil. Um, hopefully by the next time I'm talking to you next week, you'll 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 maybe be out and about and getting life back. Yeah, with with a bit of luck, with a bit of luck. So, and hopefully it won't be too long for the for the rest of. Of you either, like I mean, long enough being locked at home. So with a bit of luck, we're going to be over the hump with this corona and and sort of getting getting back towards a bit of normality. And I might even have a bit of football to talk to you about. Not next time, but maybe the time after if the Bundesliga does manage to get started again. Interesting times. Interesting. Here, I think I'm stuck another month. We're we're fucking behind everything. Fuck, it's like the 1980s for fuck's sake. But uh, enough of that. Uh, Dave, yourself, thank you very much. Uh, hopefully, you'll your your sleep patterns will regularize and 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 you'll be good for next week. Yes, and um, long live the king. Indeed. And the listener, just one last thanks for for sticking with us. The ones that have stayed with us and and they say. Prepare yourself for the worst for next week. <laughs> it's going to be rough. But until then, up our heads. <laughs>